Welcome back, dear language learners. This is Daniel Goodson. On our last episode, we had Artem talking about one-on-one lessons. In a country where English is, is not official language and people don't really uh, speak English well, then th- these platforms like italki or something else, they can really help you to find someone and especially someone who is qualified to teach English as a foreign language. In this episode, we won't go away from this topic. We still talk about one-on-one lessons and I will give the word to Alani. Have fun! Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Well, my name is Alani Sugar and I'm from Maryland which is uh, on the east coast of the United States. And currently I'm learning Spanish and Hebrew. I started Spanish about six months ago or seven months ago or something. Um, And the inspiration for that was because I have some friends who are from Argentina. And, you know, although they can speak English pretty well, I wanted to be able to communicate with them in their native language. And I started Hebrew very recently, about a month and a half ago. And the inspiration for that is that I went on a trip with my family to Israel last summer. And it was a very great experience, you know, very beautiful country. But I feel like I missed something maybe from the experience because I couldn't speak with local people in their native language. So, yeah. That is kind of interesting. And it's actually a coincidence that my father originally comes from Argentina. (laughs) But I guess that's a whole other story. So my guess is when it comes to learning Hebrew, um, it must have been quite difficult to find a teacher on Aitoki. Or how did you go about it how did you find a teacher and do you have any tips and tricks on how to find a suitable a good teacher for you yeah so there were a few things that i looked into while i was trying to find a good hebrew teacher one of them being prices because there are not many hebrew teachers on italki and so a lot of them have their prices set pretty high but you know, I needed to find a teacher that was at least affordable for me. Another thing is that, well, me and my sister are actually learning Hebrew together, so I needed to find a teacher that would be able to accommodate both of us and teach both of us uh, at the same time. And then other than that, of course, you know, I watched a lot of people's videos on their introduction videos on italki and i sent out you know messages to a few in terms of how many lessons i've taken um with hebrew i just started so you know we take or my sister and i uh, we take one lesson per week and so it's maybe about six lessons so far um with spanish um Uh, much more. I'm I'm not sure exactly how many uh, lessons, but, you know, I started off taking one lesson per week. Uh, Nowadays, I take lessons almost every day with, you know, 
uh, you know, conversation practice, you know, with tutors. So many lessons, but I'm not sure exactly how many. Do you remember your first lesson? Maybe do you remember any awkward situation or funny situation you had with a teacher or a lesson? Yes, there there have been some, you know, awkward or or you know, I don't know, awkward or strange moments in in my lessons, but I think it's pretty normal, you know, it happens with any language learner cuz there are going to be misunderstandings between, you know, what a what I mean or what the teacher means or, you know, what I want to say or what I understood from the teacher. But yeah, I can't think of any specific, um, you know, story on that or, or anything. I remember my first Spanish lesson, um, so I guess it was back in January and, or maybe December, this was before, it was in December, and I remember being very <laughs> nervous because it was the first time I had ever spoken with anybody in Spanish. I had, you know, a, a little bit of vocabulary from just from taking Spanish classes in high school, but really, you know, very limited. But my teacher was very determined to do it, you know, completely in Spanish. So we only spoke Spanish for that lesson. And I think I definitely left that first lesson feeling very encouraged and uh, motivated to continue learning. Could you improve your language skills? How was it with your Spanish and how's it looking with your Hebrew? Yes, I definitely think I've been improving a lot on my Spanish since the beginning of the year and I've been, you know, working hard. I've been studying a lot, but with the help of my teacher and, you know, I've a, a, a few different tutors as well that I practice conversation with and and everything and I feel like I've definitely been improving and I'm definitely proud of that. Yeah, I mean it's it is hard, but that's not super important to me how hard it is. I just uh I really enjoy the process of learning. And with Hebrew, I guess, you know, I've just started, but I have learned a lot so far in terms of vocabulary and, you know, it's a fun process the whole thing, so yeah. What do you like about having online lessons? And what it is that you don't like that much? So, one of the main reasons why I really like online lessons is well, I can take lessons with anybody from, you know, from any part of the world. Um I I would think it's kind of harder to find the exact right teacher that I am looking for if I'm limited to people that live nearby or, you know, in my area. So so that's very good. It's very convenient taking online lessons. Um uh, in terms of what I don't like, um I would say sometimes, you know, there's problems with the internet connection, so that can be really annoying, but I would say in general I really like taking online lessons. I think it's a really nice route to go. At least for me it works very well. So the last question is if you could give one tip to our listeners on how to to get the best out of iTalki i mean uh, one on one lessons what would it be and if you don't have one what would a general tip be for uh, language learners 
I know that you are a teacher as well on italki, so maybe there is a specific tip that you you give away on a regular basis. Hmm, uh, good question. I mean, so yeah, I am a teacher. Maybe I, it's better to say tutor because um, I'm not a professional teacher, but I do tutor people in English. When people ask me how I learn languages or how I think that they should learn languages, I guess I, I say that I'm not really an expert. I'm just learning myself, but uh, I think the most important thing, um, at least for me, it has been having as much contact with your target language as possible, whether that's speaking, uh, listening, reading, writing, whatever, and doing things that you enjoy, because if you're, you know, doing things that bore you or you don't enjoy, I mean, it's going to be very boring, probably. I will show you a picture now, and it's an advertisement I come across every now and then. And it's funny because <laughs> I know German as I come from Switzerland, but I have switched my Facebook profile to English to learn even better English. And so apparently Facebook believes that I am learning German. What do you think about the message in this advertisement? What comes to mind? Yeah, this advertisement is interesting. You know, speak German fluently in a month. I mean, it's an interesting pitch, you know, from Toggy. I would say it's probably not true. I don't think it's possible to, you know, start from zero. Or if people are thinking starting from zero, no, it's probably not possible to learn fluently, like maybe perfectly in a month. Um, I think it's possible to get started speaking, you know, and having classes completely in, you know, your target language in one month. But I don't think that means that you're fluent necessarily. Uh, yeah. My name is Alani Sugar. I'm from the United States, and you are listening to My Fluent Podcast. Thanks a lot, Alani. And now I will give you my two cents about this topic. So number one is you need to know your goals. This is really important, in my opinion. What do you really want or what do you expect from a teacher or a tutor? How do you think may a tutor help you reach your goals? The more specific your goal is, the easier it gets to find a suitable teacher or tutor. So my suggestion is watch the teacher's profile and maybe ask specific questions to the teacher by sending a private message. Take your time with finding a person. And number two is be aware that you'll learn better if you feel at ease, if you feel at home. At least that's the case with me. If I don't feel comfortable, I get stressed out and learn less. And for example, with learning English, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you hire a $80 teacher, that it will help you improve better than a $4 tutor. Maybe yes, but you don't have a guarantee. As I mentioned before, the most crucial thing is that you feel comfortable. I am Daniel Goodson and you are listening to my Fluent Podcast. Thanks a lot and bye!
before I finish up here, just a few words. Well, Alani has her own YouTube channel, which is fantastic. And just to give you an idea, I integrated some parts of a great video I came across. The name is What Inspires You. So the link is in my show notes, or you can just look it up on YouTube by writing Alani Sugar. Hi guys, my name is Alani Sugar and welcome back to my YouTube channel. Are you ready for the question? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. A little nervous. Okay. The question is, what inspires you? Are you talking fiddling or just anything? However you want to interpret the question. What inspires me? Oh, I like it. Just a lot of the jazz musicians that I listen to are, are like masters of improvisation, and so I've been trying to get even somewhat on, on that level at like a, a basic understanding. Tons of awesome bluegrass music, too. Um, and then like other things that inspire me are, are like good songwriting, well-written lyrics, or, uh, or a well-written book, like life experiences, like just being outside and in nature and luckily it's been nice here in Tennessee so um, yeah I've been trying to get outside at least for like an hour or so every day and just like hang out in the sun so mm. that inspires me too it makes me feel better too um, probably people like care a lot about what people think and um, I care about how I make other people feel and so maybe that sometimes will make me do things. If I think that something's going to make someone happy or please them or make someone feel content, I think that I'll, you know, do an action to, you know, <laughs> make people feel good. Lots of things. People who uh, are passionate about what they do, people who are working hard, inspire me to want to work hard. Just, I don't know, just passion in general inspires me. This morning, in fact, I'm looking at beekeeping and I'm thinking I might want to do some beekeeping. So I call some friends who are really passionate about that and that fires me up and I want to do some beekeeping. And same with music, you know, if I see someone makes me feel something when they're playing that inspires me mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, it can be a bowl of cabbage down I don't care but if they're feeling it and they're passionate about it that makes me want to want to go do something what inspires you God and nature <laughs> okay okay uh, um finding something. I like searching. I like digging deeper, whether that's in music or in books or just watching a movie. I just like to 
I just like to, to search and to dig, and I'm never really sure what what I'll find. And sometimes it seems like you just fall into an empty chamber, but uh, it's the process, you know. I like it. <laughs> inspire me from you know different recordings to events that I used to go to to people to books um I think there's inspiration in everything and I think sometimes you find it where you least expect to find it I always try to connect things that haven't been connected or aren't intuitively connected I guess inspiration at its core is thinking outside of the box and thinking in a way that you were not used to thinking in before. Another concept that I think is interesting here in regards to inspiration is different languages and different cultures. I'm bilingual, so I speak Russian and I speak English. And those two cultures think and function in very different ways. So I'm uh, very interested in learning languages as well and learning how people that speak these other languages think. So that's also a source of inspiration. Inspiration is such a vast term. I'm inspired by people's cooking, people's artistry in general. I'm most inspired by creative people that put passion and love into what they do. That's that's inspiring. You know, passion and love in what, to, in what they do and that the things that they put passion and love to are generally not harming anyone. That's the most important. A lot of people put a lot of passion and love into harming people. So yeah. those people suck. <laughs> yeah. In general, as a human being, um, I draw a lot of energy from all the spirits around me, the, uh, the energy of the people that I'm surrounded with. So if I'm surrounded by a lot of negativity, I immediately want to inject something positive to try to smooth things out. But internally, I crumble. Mm -hmm. You know, my spirit just hurts. You may not believe it, but I'm really actually kind of an introvert. But I force myself to be an extrovert. The way our parents raised us is that, you know, we're not here for ourselves. We're here as links of a bigger picture and that everything we do has to be for the greater good. So I get inspired by any opportunity I can get to be an instrument somehow to to participate and to make things better, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think on the music side, I mean, music is my soul. When will they ever learn? When will we ever learn? You too. I'll see you. I'll see you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this video, I hope you will like it and subscribe to my channel. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.